In the 55th year of A.D. of our Lord, Paul wrote a letter to the Corinthians, the second letter to the Corinthians. I'll be reading from this 1689 Holy Bible, verses, chapter 8, verses 10, 11, and 12. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you who have begun before not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it, that is, there was a readiness of mind and will to do, that there may be a performance also of that which you have. For if there be a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. The word of God, the same yesterday, it reads the same today and forever. Let us go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Heavenly Father God, Jehovah Almighty, creator of all heaven and earth and all that have breath, Father God, we lift up our petitions to you, our prayer lists of the sick and infirm. We thank you for the great reports and your providence that you've brought to us, Father God. Help us, Father God, to love you with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, and to love our neighbors as we would love ourselves. Help us to love our enemies and love those that would spitefully persecute us, that we would be called the children of the living God. And whatsoever we don't know what to ask for, Lord God Almighty, let your spirit make intercession, intercession for us. We pray that the one who gives the lesson today our evangelist and elder, Ed Bush, have a steady recollection of the things that he's prepared for to edify the body of Christ with this day. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. amen. Thank you, Brian. There's a part of me that believes we could just go home now because that was a powerful prayer. Thank you so much for leading us in that prayer. Thank you, really. So this morning we're going to talk about this little topic in 2 Corinthians, Excel in the Grace of Giving. I know you're excited to hear this sermon, aren't you? Amen. amen. On Sunday, amen? amen? So let me tell you a secret about this passage that oftentimes we don't remember, okay? Big secret. There were no church buildings and there were no church building mortgages to pay for in the first century. Can I get another amen? amen. Yes. So, so this perception about giving is just a little bit different than what you might be thinking this sermon is about. Because I bet some of you, if you saw the announcements that Aaron and, and uh, um, um, Alicia sent out, I'm getting old. I, thank you very much, Vic. Yes, I am. Uh, the title of the sermon, Excel in the Grace of Giving. And some of you are thinking, here we go again. Preacher's asking for money. As a matter of fact, I am. But not in the way that you're thinking. Because I'm not asking you to consider how to increase your contribution to the church so that we can have more money on Sunday morning when we collect the offering. Now, if you want to do that, that's all well and good. But that's not the point of this lesson. Because that wasn't what Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians. 
Not at all. Because if you know any of the history of this passage, you'll know that Paul was encouraging this so that he could send the men around to gather the money to take it back to Jerusalem for what? To take care of the needs of the brothers and sisters who were in the city in Jerusalem. Because there was a hard time going on. And they needed some help. That's what this was all about. That's what this collection of the saints was all about. It wasn't about taking care of the church budget. It was about taking care of people. There's a story. I don't remember exactly when it was written, but somewhere in the, in the middle of the second century, there was a story, a recounting of one of the assemblies of the church. It's in the early church father's writings. You can find it. I'll get a reference for it later. I forgot to do that. But there's a story of how the church came together and they took up the offering. And as they were concluding the service and after the offering had been concluded, the one who was presiding over the offering and the baskets in the back, that's okay. The one who was presiding over the offering, he said, now are there any who need assistance today? And he dispersed the funds. Now I gotta be honest with you. In the world that we live in, most of us are too embarrassed to let anybody know what needs we have. We try to hide it. We don't, want to, we don't want people to know the struggles that we're going through. We don't want them to know the challenges of life that we're going through. We don't want them to know all the stuff. And yet in the earliest days of the church, it was not uncommon for them to share the offering at the conclusion of the service. Now, there weren't any checks written out to the church. It was all cash. And the further along in our world and society we get, it may be more and more difficult to find cash. Even though we have new $100 bills, have you noticed the announcements? They're out there. They look different. Excel in the grace of giving. Let me tell you where this begins. It all begins with this thing called joy. Because Paul writes in this letter, he says, Now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy. And their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. You see, it begins with joy. I just got to be honest with you. Most people that I've ever known in the church, including myself, most of the time when we write the check for whatever we're paying into the church collection that day, we don't really think about that as being a joyous occasion. It's one of obligation. You get the difference? But Paul here is talking about this being something that is joyous. So when is the last time you really experienced joy when you were going to give something? For most of us, honestly, most of us, you know when that was? Christmas morning. I'm serious. Think about it just a minute. Or maybe somebody's birthday, maybe a special day. You know what I'm saying? But generally speaking, we think about giving and joy being connected Absolutely like a hand in a glove when we get to the season of the holiday of Christmas. And we love giving gifts and we're so excited to share the gifts and give the gifts to our children. And it's a joyous occasion. Joy to the world. You know the song? We never sing that song except at Christmas. Except when I lead singing occasionally. I'm just telling you. That's our mindset. So I'm encouraging you this morning to follow the pattern of Paul to the church in Corinth, and let's be joyous. Let's make a choice. Let's decide. And it's a choice to be joyous. It truly is. I was listening to a podcast coming home last night. Dr. Joe, 
I don't remember Dr. Joe's last name. So I'm going to tell you Dr. Joe's last name. Joe Dispenza. Have you ever heard of him? Who said yeah? Good for you. Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's a neuroscientist. Pretty sharp guy. Pretty, pretty sharp guy. I'll put a link out later for you to look at this. But he made an observation about people that I thought was brilliant. He said, you know, most people are looking outside of themselves for something to change before their life gets better. And the reality is, life doesn't get better from outside. It begins on the inside. And when we make decisions on the inside of our hearts and minds to do something different and to change things, guess what happens? It changes. And if we keep waiting on the stuff on the outside to change our world, our world never changes. And we keep thinking and doing the same things that we've always done because we don't have anything on the inside of us to change. Exactly. Joy begins on the inside. Joy begins with a choice that you and I get to make. And we get to make that on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, Paul goes on to say, I testified that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the saints. You see, they decided to be joyous on their own. The preacher didn't tell them to do it. They decided to do it all on their own. When's the last time you gave to somebody all on your own? You get where I'm coming from? See, this sermon isn't about putting more money in the basket. This sermon is about being a joyous, joyful, over-the-top giver when you're not in the church building on Sunday. You get where I'm coming from? That's what this conversation is all about. And I want you to realize that Paul makes some powerful statements to the church here. It begins with us. We make the decision to be joyous. It begins with us. It's not somebody telling you something. And then the coolest thing is you need to get ready to expect the unexpected because the unexpected thing will begin to happen when you change what's going on inside of you. When you begin to live joyously, when you begin to decide that I'm going to be joyous, guess what happens? Amazing things start to happen. He writes, they didn't do as we expected. They gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping. Expect the unexpected because unexpected, crazy, wild, amazing things will happen when you give to other people, unexpectedly, amazing things will happen. God can do amazing things. If you'll come back next week, I'll tell you about the amazing things he can do. This week, I just want you to begin to think about, I need to start changing how I look at my life. I need to start changing my personal expectations. I need to start thinking about how to live a joyous life. I need to start realizing that there are people all around me who need me to help them. Because that's what God has called us to do. So I believe with all of my heart that we never really fully live until we kind of empty ourselves of ourselves. And I think I could quote a scripture or two to support that. I think I could. So do your part to excel. Paul says, so we urge Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge and complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you excel in this grace of giving. So you see, it's you and I. We decide 
to begin to live joyous lives. And that's a decision we get to make. We get to decide this morning if we're going to be happy or not. And we do. And that process is a process of thinking about things in your mind. And if you think about the horrible, no good, very bad things that are in your heart and mind, guess what you're going to be thinking about all day? Bad stuff. So you have to think about the good things. You have to begin to put the joy of the Lord in your heart. There's a song that goes something like this. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. You know that song? You know that song? I'm going to share a rendition of that in a few minutes with you that's a little different than what you learned at Vacation Bible School, but it's a powerful song we're going to share with you in just a few minutes. But you and I have a responsibility to excel in this grace of giving. Do you realize that God never halfway did anything? Do you realize that? He never halfway does anything. When he created the world, he made it all. And he made it right. He didn't halfway create the world. He didn't halfway do anything. God excelled in what he's done. Paul is encouraging us to excel in what we've done. And so this is a test. This is a test. I remember when I was a kid living in Pontiac, Michigan, there were only four channels on the TV. And every night, about 11 o'clock, the Star-Spangled Banner would play. Oh, say can you see? And when it ended, the screen went to fuzz. Any of you old enough to remember that? I do. And then they started coming out with this, this is a test of the emergency broadcasting system. You guys remember that? We were all afraid that they were going to start dropping bombs in Cuba. And so we came out with this test. This is a test of the emergency broadcasting system. Well, guess what? This is a test. This is a test. Because when you and I are asked to be joyous, when we're asked to begin to make decisions to give, when God asks us to excel in the spirit of giving, he's testing us. He's testing us. He says, Paul says, I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, for your sakes he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. He was the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He lived in heaven. I think that's going to be a nice place. The streets are paved with gold. It's going to be pretty cool. He left that to come here. He was born in a manger. Do you know what they have in manger? You know what's in mangers? Poop. There's another word. Don't use it. But that's what's in mangers. And he came from heaven and he's born in a manger where there's bad stuff that smells. And he's wrapped in swaddling clothing. Who knows if they were even clean? And he grows up and he becomes a carpenter's son. And I expect he learned how to be a carpenter himself. Somewhere around the age of 12, he goes into the temple and he blows people away with his mind and his ability to ask questions and to think and to reason with those who are teachers of the law. And around age 30, he begins a ministry that changes the whole world. And all he asks of us is to empty ourselves. And to give ourselves away. Ron was exactly right this morning when he shared that we sometimes think we need the wrong things. I shared with you a few days ago that I wanted to buy a truck. You remember that? I can't buy the truck now. I was in Phoenix this week, and my computer freaked out, died. I had to spend all my money for the truck on the computer, and now I'm typing my truck. <laughs> I wouldn't say amen to that, but you can. 
We have different needs, don't we? My wife and I live on a boat. Someday we might buy a house. I've tried to get her to buy an RV. She won't do it. We all have different needs. We all have different needs. Some of us live in great abundance. Some of us don't. But I want you to understand that there is a whole world around you that needs you to be Christ for them. And sometimes that means you might need to buy them lunch. You might need to help them with something financially. It might take a little money sometimes. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But God has called us to be a people who give. And until we're willing to give ourselves away, until we're willing to empty ourselves of who we are, we can never really experience the greatness of that joy. And I'm sharing with you, man, the joy is amazing. So let's finish the work. See, I'm not sure we, some of us have really started the work. Because I'm afraid some of us have had this perception that giving is what you do on Sunday when we pass the baskets. And that isn't all there is to giving. That's not it at all. There is so much more. There's so many more opportunities. There's so many more people that need you in their lives. And sometimes it's just being there. It's not even money. It's just you giving your time. Just sitting there. It takes all of that. But God has asked us to give. He's asked us to choose joy. Remember that song? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I'm going to play a song for you. But this one's going to be a, this, yeah, this one's going to be a little bit different. It's a little out of my comfort zone, and that's okay. It's going to be out of your comfort zone, too, and that's okay. But I want you to hear the message of this song because it is over-the-top amazing. When the song is over, I'll come back up because I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. But I want to play this for you because... It is powerful. And if you get this, you'll get the sermon. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's lead story once again is Megastorm Hercules. Yes, and though it seems to be settling over the entirety of the continental United States of America, there is some good news. It is the storm of the century. It has utterly paralyzed our nation. On a brighter note, uh, people are really It's already claimed the dubious title of the worst heroes. of all time. Thank you for that, Nancy. Why don't we take a look at the weather? Lately I've been really watching the nightly news. Don't seem to find the rhythm. Just wanna sing the blues. Feels like a song that never stops. Shout it on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, hear my pretty 
joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. Circumstances haven't changed, I guess our perspective can. Right, Randy? Couldn't have said it better myself. This is Channel 13, Nancy and Randy. It's okay to clap for that song, you bet it is. Hey, listen, I want you to realize that joy is a choice. And you can choose joy, you can choose not to have joy. But the thing that I want us to try to avoid is having a heart of stone. Because too many times we go through life, we think, well, let's give a little bit to the church. Let's take a little bit more money to the church building. We'll give a little bit more in the offering. That's not what I'm talking about. I want you to choose joy to live life that's way beyond anything you've ever done and help more people you've ever helped. That's the joy. King and Country. That's the recording group. Title of the song is Joy. Put it on your phones. Play it in your car. Play it so loud you bust the speakers. You need to listen to this song because it will cause you to think about what life is about and it's not just about walking around like you're doomed and gloomed and oh my goodness, the world is going to hell. We all know that it is if they don't accept Christ. Our job is to bring the joy. Our job is to bring more light into the world that's dark. Our job is to help people and to give more than we've ever given before. Brandon's going to come and lead us in a song, Beautiful Life, I think. I don't know how that compares with this one, but you got your work cut out for you. We're going to sing this song, A Beautiful Life. Let's stand and encourage one another, but my challenge to you is to take the joy with you when you leave this place today. Each day I'll do a golden deed by helping those who are in need. My life on earth is but a span, and so I'll do the best I can.